0: I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's program, keratoconus and risk.
1: The study was started based on what the patients keep asking. "That doc, am I going to need corneal transplantation? When am I going to need corneal transplantation? What do you think? What are the chances for me needing corneal transplantation?
0: First this. The Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education requires a financial interest disclosure before any CME activity. Dr. Afshari declares no real or apparent conflicts of interest. You can now get Category 1 CME credit for listening to As Seen From Here. Go to asseenfromhere.com and click on the link marked CME. For right now, you'll need to print the quizzes out and mail them in. We hope to have electronic versions of the quiz available by the end of this year. Big news for iTunes users. You can now get As Seen From Here through iTunes. Go to asseenfromhere.com and click on the iTunes users link. Then click the subscribe button and you're done. Keratoconus can progress to require penetrating keratoplasty in a significant minority of patients. Indications typically consist of poor vision, either as a result of irregular astigmatism or opacity, or contact lens intolerance. Ectasia may progress rapidly or may be completely sessile, and an accurate prognosis may be difficult to elucidate. My guest today, Natalie F. Shari of Duke University, has just published a study of risk factors for progression of keratoconus to penetrating keratoplasty. I asked Dr. Afshari what risk factors had been identified prior to her study for keratoconus progression to PK.
1: There were relatively few data points that existed for predicting a keratoconic patient ending up in having corneal transplantation. Previously, there were some thoughts about age being a risk factor, although there were some studies that were supporting younger age group be having more of a risk factor for having corneal transplantation among the keratoconic patients. There were other studies that showed the older age would be a risk factor for patients needing corneal transplantation among the keratoconus patients. So there wasn't something concrete to say what would be the exact risk factors.
0: Besides age, had, had there been any factors no. that had been... No, that was uh, that was pretty much it would you describe the design of this this study?
1: So the study was a case control study. We looked at 131 eyes, 59 cases and 72 controls. The patients, the cases and the controls had similar sex and race. The keratoconic patients were the patients who presented to Duke University Eye Center during a six year period from January of 1997 to December of 2002. They all had the diagnosis of keratoconus, and the, that, that diagnosis was made clinically by examination of a physician. Sveslam uh, examination such as Munson sign, Fleischer ring, thinning of the cornea, apical scarring, Vox or by uh, topography findings um, and irregular keratometry values. These were the patients who were included in the study. The patients who were excluded from the study were patients who had undergone transplantation before the study, or had undergone transplantation within the study time for something else other than keratoconus. All of these patients were identified from computerized ICD-9 coding system of Duke University Medical Center. All of the patients who were seen during that period of time and had primary or secondary ICD-9 diagnosis of keratoconus. So within that that group, then we looked at a number of demographic uh, variables as well as clinical variables in both cases and controls.
0: Just just to be clear, the cases and controls, both, both of those were patients with keratoconus. You defined a case as someone who eventually went on to penetrating keratoplasty and a control as a keratoconic patient who did not go on to to penetrating keratoplasty. Did I get that right? Correct. What are some of the parameters that you examined in this this study?
1: We looked at a number of demographic variables, which included age at the time of first presentation during the study period, age at the time of the diagnosis, Um, duration of disease from diagnosis to the end of the study period, the patient's sex, race, and referral source. That was the demographic values that we looked at. Then we looked at the number of clinical data that included family history of uh, keratoconus, history of smoking, history of alcohol use, medical history such as asthma or atopic disease, hypertension, diabetes, and then their best corrected vision at the time of presentation, keratometry at presentation, unilateral, or bilateral keratoconus, history of contact lens wear, and history of corneal transplantation during this study. And as you said, yes, cases were defined as keratoconic eyes that had corneal transplantation during this study period. Controls also had keratoconus but did not have corneal transplantation.
0: And what were the indications for penetrating keratoplasty?
1: That's a good question. It was individual based based on what the surgeon and the patient decided that needed to have corneal transplantation. So it was anything from contact lens intolerance to not being able to see well, but usually these were the patients who had and most of them had failed contact lens fitting. Now, I have to say that we have a very talented contact lens fitter um, at Duke Eye Center. And so these patients were just extremely advanced, had extremely advanced keratoconus.
0: What did you find in this study? What variables correlated with um, increased risk of requiring penetrating keratoplasty?
1: We did two sets of analysis, the univariate analysis and then the multivariate analysis. Looking at uh, univariate analysis, Visual acuity, cylinder, and average keratometry were associated with significantly increased risk of surgery. So what that was is that patients who had best corrected visual acuity of 20, 40 or less had an odds ratio of 3.2 for needing corneal transplantation. Patients who had a cylinder of greater than 10 diopter had an odds ratio of 3.5 for needing corneal transplantation. Patients who had an average keratometry of greater than 55 had an odds ratio of 5.6 for needing corneal transplantation.
0: Now, I'm curious, w- with, with the parameters that, that you looked at, did you examine whether the criterion for diagnosis of keratoconus correlated with the risk of needing penetrating keratoplasty? And I'll, and I'll tell you what I mean. Yes, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you? I mean that, that 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 patients who have keratoconus detected from topography often have much more mild keratoconus because it's picked up as an as an in incidental finding? You know, they have topography for 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 whatever reason, as as opposed to to patients who 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 come because they they have real frank clinical symptoms of keratoconus.
1: That's a good question, but you see the patients who were diagnosed as having keratoconus. Both in both groups had similar criteria of of being diagnosed as having keratoconus, and yet one group went into needing corneal transplantation. So yes, all of them were steeper to begin with, likely compared to an average person. Mm -hmm. But then what made the one group different than the other group that ended up in having corneal transplantation? I can see your point that inherently... Yes, they are steeper than than average.
0: Did Did you find that the risk of needing penetrating keratoplasty varied by the patient's race?
1: Actually, it did not. We did not find that, even though we looked at it multiple different ways. And we are aware of um, some previous work that thought that maybe race would have would be a risk factor. However, it was not in our study.
0: One of the risk factors that you identified, you called short duration. Can I have you explain what what that is, what that meant?
1: Sure. That was in the multivariate analysis. So once we had done the univariate analysis, we looked at multivariate. Those were the factors. That were approaching statistical significance. The factors that had p-value of less than 0.2, then were included in this multivariate analysis. The factors that were considered multivariate analysis were factors such as age, duration of disease, cylinder, average keratometry, best-corrected vision at presentation, and history of asthma and atopy. Among those, then there were some that were that ended up to be significant. And one of them was duration of disease from the time that they have had disease um, to the time, sometime during the study period, throughout the, the study period. And what we found that duration disease of five years or less, as well as steep K and age less than 30, was significant risk factor for progression to corneal transplantation. In fact... Age less than 30 in the multivariate analysis, those patients had sevenfold increased risk of needing corneal transplantation compared to the patients who were older.
0: How do you interpret the increased risk of people who were categorized as having keratoconus for a short duration? Yes. What do you think that, 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 mean? that means?
1: The people who come who have worse disease are likely to have corneal transplantation sooner which would make sense. Now, it doesn't mean that there are duration of disease necessarily from the time that they truly had the disease. It would be duration of disease from the time that they were diagnosed. So, some of these patients may be diagnosed right when they are quite ready to have corneal transplantation. So, therefore, short duration of disease Would correlate with having corneal need for corneal transplantation. So, if they are coming in and they have really severe symptoms and contact lens intolerance and steeper cornea, you know, likely that they would, even though they have the disease in a shorter period of time, likely that they would have the corneal transplant earlier. Do
0: you think that older patients are at lower risk because? The pathology is more aggressive in young patients, or simply because the patients who reach an older age without needing penetrating keratoplasty are those who didn't need penetrating keratoplasty when they were young.
1: Yeah, I see your. First, can you say the first part of it again?
0: Yeah, let, let me let me try to clarify it. There, there are two reasons that I can see that in a study like this, older patients would be at lower risk for needing penetrating keratoplasty. Mm-hmm. One of them. Is is that there are two kinds of patients there are patients for whom the pathology is very aggressive when they 're young and they require penetrating keratoplasty and there 's another group of patients for whom the the pathology is less aggressive and they don 't need penetrating keratoplasty and they wind up being older because their 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 pathology is just moving slowly that's that 's possibility one possibility two is that there's one kind of, of pathology that is aggressive when the when uh, in in young patients that eventually kind of slows down or, or 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 burns out, and the reason that the older patients are at lower risk for for penetrating keratoplasty is, is that they're selected in a sense because they are the ones who didn't need penetrating keratoplasty when they were young.
1: I think it's the second one that you were saying that there is one kind, but then the ones that need keratoplasty are selected and they're having it done while they're young. And then the disease pretty much is stable because whoever needed keratoplasty has had it done and the other ones can either wear contact lens or weren't that bad to begin with.
0: To continue on that same thought, are there distinguishing characteristics within the population of young keratoconics that can help to identify those who might be at greater risk for eventually needing penetrating keratoplasty?
1: Probably, yes. If you, probably based on the study, you could say those ones who are younger, potentially they have more number of years that they could still have a corneal transplant. The people who are the teenagers or the early 20s, they may still have a need for corneal transplantation at some point. They're still not out of the woods yet. They are not quite old enough to get out of the woods. You could say that, and also, The the young ones who have steeper corneas, which would anyhow, you would think need corneal transplant, but those are the people, while they are young and they have steeper corneas, more likely that they would need a corneal transplant than a 40-year-old with similar K values because a young one may not be quite done steepening their cornea.
0: Why do steep and astigmatic cones carry a greater risk for penetrating keratoplasty. Is this just just another way of saying that these are, are patients with worse keratoconus?
1: With worse keratoconus, correct.
0: So there's nothing else that's intrinsic about steep cones or cones with a lot of cylinder, aside from the fact that this is just an indication that uh, these are patients with worse pathology.
1: Worse pathology, and therefore, they wouldn't be able to get fitted with contact lenses Obviously, glasses are out, and then they wouldn't get fitted with contact lenses as easy.
0: One of the risk factors that you identified was poor vision, you know, as, as, a, as a risk factor for uh, needing penetrating keratoplasty. But wasn't poor vision one of the indications for, for penetrating keratoplasty?
1: Yes, but then the best corrected visual acuity of 2040 or less had an odds ratio of 32 so on one hand, yes, but then the best corrected at certain levels had quite a bit of odds ratio. So for example, patients who had acuity of 2040 to 2080 had 3.2 times risk factor whereas presenting visual acuity worse than 2080, to, to, to the ones that had worse than 2080 to 2400 had 5.7 times odds ratio they need for the surgery. So you're right in a way that the worse their vision is, there, there is more need for corneal transplant. But what is that magic number?
0: Yeah, and you've and you've answered the question that I that I was trying to ask. The the answer being that having a a worse vision on examination, even if 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 that vision is nowhere near what the surgeon's cutoff is going to be for recommending penetrating keratoplasty, just having that worse vision to to start out with independently puts you at, at greater risk for needing penetrating keratoplasty as opposed to someone else in the cohort who had, who had better vision.
1: I agree, right.
0: How, how do your findings compare with those of, of previous studies?
1: In one of the previous studies, there was a study of 746 eyes by um, Lass and his associate's and they did not find an association of age of the patient or duration of disease with the risk of need for corneal transplantation. Another study by um, Kennedy and his associate and also Woodward and his associate found no relation of age with risk of keratoplasty. So in another study, Tufts and his associates looked, uh, looked at a large number of patients, 2,700, over 2,700 patients, and found a highly significant risk of keratopathy association with young age at the time of presentation. Patients who were younger than age 18 at the time of diagnosis progressed to corneal transplantation much faster than individuals that were older than 18. One other study by um, Dana and his colleagues who looked at 99 eyes that underwent corneal transplantation on patients who did now could not tolerate contact lenses found that age of more than 40 years was a risk factor for keratopathy within
0: more than 40 uh,
1: within 12 months of presentation whereas younger subjects tended to have a longer duration of follow up before keratopathy was necessary so that's what prompted us to to look at age as another factor because there were some studies before that had noticed their data to be some younger age to be a risk factor and some that is older age to be a risk factor.
0: What do you think this study tells us about the pathophysiology of keratoconus?
1: So the risk factor of young age, as well as deep cornea and the need for corneal transplantation perhaps suggests that in keratoconus you can postulate there is something about collagen that is not as stable early on in life and somewhat as the person gets older may be more stable or changes somewhat less. Although we have ways to go to learn more, more about pathophysiology of keratoconus and also there are some genetics studies going on now that would help us to know what really is going on in the disease. It's more just a thought of what is going on rather than really we know what is going on.
0: Do you think that this patient population is representative or is it skewed? I mean, since, since Duke is an, an academic tertiary referral center.
1: Um, I don't think our keratoconus patients would be much different than other um, keratoconics around the country. However, the attempt for fitting them for contact lens here is very aggressive and the contact lens team is very talented so the patients who end up in keratoconus have a very much of advanced disease now
0: how have the findings of this study changed your own practice I yes. mean do, do you, you know do you counsel patients differently now because of this
1: well you know the study was started based on what the patients in clinic keratoconic patients keep asking um, and I'm sure you get that question often too. That doc, am I going to need corneal transplantation? When am I going to need corneal transplantation? What do you think? What are the chances for me needing corneal transplantation? The study helps to answer some of those questions, although limited. That if a 50-year-old asks you that, the chances of that person needing a corneal transplant is probably quite low compared to when a 21-year-old patient asks in clinic. So I think the bottom line that I have taken home from this study and with the hard work of Dr. Sherman Reeves, uh, who is the first author of the study and has done a lot of the epidemiology work of this study, is that now we can tell the patients who would have some likelihood for corneal transplantation, although it's not definite, who would be more likely or less likely? And it's all odds as opposed to something concrete. I think the one thing that I tell the patients and I think the main take-home point of the study is, I tell the patients that keratoconus is the one disease that actually getting older, aging, helps you. It's in your favor instead of um, being a negative point.
0: Natalie, thank you very, very much, okay? You're
1: very, very welcome, Josh.
0: Okay, (laughs) chai Thank you, Josh. Natalie Afshari is assistant professor of ophthalmology at Duke University Eye Center. Her paper, Risk Factors for Progression to Penetrating Keratoplasty in Patients with Keratoconus, appears in the October 2005 issue of the American Journal of Ophthalmology. (laughs) I've been asked by several listeners to create a mailing list to distribute information about upcoming programs. To keep with the podcast's interactive theme, I've set up a discussion group. By joining the group, you'll get occasional emails from me describing upcoming programs, topics I'm working on, and guests I've lined up for interviews. You'll also be able to suggest papers and guests for future podcasts, and you'll be able to discuss the podcast with other listeners. To get enrolled, Click on the Contact Us button on asseenfromhere.com and indicate that you want to be enrolled in the mailing list in the message body. I will, of course, not send spam. Colon, close paren, Josh. Ask questions of Dr. Afshari or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we have discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines. In the United States, dial area code 646 In the United Kingdom, dial 020-7558-8275 or Skype JYoungMD. Those numbers can be found on our website as seenfromhere.com. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.